Wednesdays. Yes. Welcome back to Watered Wednesdays. I am one of your hosts, Allie. And I'm Catherine. And she is the other host. I wanted you to say, and I'm the other one, but I, I didn't. I know. We need to get like a, a common intro. We always say something different. But anyway. Anyway. Welcome back to Watered Wednesdays, guys. We are talking about dating again because y'all didn't get enough. You didn't. And also... Allie and I are two married people. Um, True. And so we're like, you know what? The dating world may be a little different now with um, online dating, but hey, there's still principles to apply. But we did bring in a special guest today. Um, her name's Kelsey, and she goes to our church. Love her. She is single. Um, so she can hopefully provide some more insight, and we can have just a deeper conversation and give you some more um, about this topic. And one thing I want to say about Kelsey, so I met her, I don't know, five years ago, five years ago. Yeah. But what I love about Kelsey is that she always has just like so many good tips for me. Like whenever we go on our walks, you're always like, I learned this and this and this. And I'm like, Whoa, that was so helpful and so practical. So hopefully, um, you guys will feel blessed by her today the way I feel blessed by her in our friendship. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Um, so we are going to do a hot seat question just to get comfy and the hot seat question I have for us ladies is if you could hang out with Jesus at any place in the world where would you pick Kelsey, isn't that kind of fun ooh, right because it's like dating yeah. like yeah. where would you go I love it Kelsey, so go first. I'll go first so this is on my bucket list for travel no matter like in, in life yeah I really want to go to Jerusalem and I think if ooh. I could do Jerusalem oh, with dang, Jesus you just want that's why yeah. I want to go first there's I'm no like, other I'm answer like, there's no other answer I would like to do Jerusalem with oh, Jesus wow that's because it is on my bucket list like our pastor yeah. has talked about how that's been a really impactful trip for him yeah. and he encourages every Christian no matter where you are in life if you're younger and you want to start saving up for an adult trip to Jerusalem do that now I definitely think that's where I'm at with my journey. I want to kind of save up now so I can go later in life. Cool. Jerusalem with Jesus. I mean, that tops it, but Allie, what's your answer? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I have a better answer than that. I love that. I know. That. I love that, too. Um, I can go. Yeah, go I, ahead. I, so yeah, I, I would thinking. do Jerusalem, too, but... To have a different answer, I think I would do Maui because it's my favorite place on the planet, Ooh. at least that I've seen. Um, and so I would want to experience it with Jesus and mm. be like, let's do all my favorite things with you. I've always said, like, Hawaii reminds me the most of heaven. Yes. Like, because it's perfect. So, like, I would do heaven with Jesus. Yep. I totally I totally agree with that, too. I awesome. love that. Um, yeah, I like that. If I were to do my favorite place, it would probably be Paris. Ooh. Just to, like, hang out and, like, grab coffee and art. Eat a baguette. Ugh. City of love. Yeah. <laughs> But also, when I was thinking about it, it might be cool to, like, walk through, like, my childhood home or something. You know what I mean? Like, explore something in my past that I was like, we have to talk about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I got to get deep, Jesus. I want to say, guys, we can do this stuff with Jesus. That's the beauty of it. I can't go walk in my childhood home, bro. Like, hey, knock, knock, knock. I'm coming in. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. In my mind, we were invisible and we can just, like, go places. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, we can. You're absolutely we right. Can. We are never alone. Thank no. you, Jesus. It's awesome. All right. So, Kelsey, we'd like to do this with all of our guests. Um, we like to ask them, why do you choose to identify with Christianity? Mm-hmm. I, and I love this question. I've listened to your podcast, guys. And for me, honestly, even being here talking about dating, the word that sums all of it up is the word love. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the love Christ has for the church, the love God has for us. God is the creator and originator of love. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the book of the Bible that if, you know, there's readers out there that maybe haven't read 1 John, I would highly recommend. It will take you less than 15 minutes. Yeah, It's only five chapters. It will really be so impactful to you. And especially like 1 John 4, 7, to, um, like 7 and 8 really resonates with me. Nice. Like, beloved, let us love one another because love is of God. And anyone that loves is born of God and knows God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so once again, talking about dating, like I identify with Christianity because I know that Christ loves me and therefore yeah. it's my role on this planet to love everyone yeah. and yes. to serve and to absolutely dive into that part of my journey is to provide love and like spread love and spread God's love here on this, like into my lifetime. That is my, oh, that is my goal. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yes. I've yeah. been, my small group is actually currently studying First John. So mm-hmm. I was oh, really? like, you said that. Yeah. And I was like, yes. yes. So, so excited. <laughs> and it's one of those, like, especially First John 4, 7, and 8, like, there's, like, 
I remember as a child singing songs in like yeah. Bible study, like mm-hmm. in like vacation Bible school mm-hmm. that were revolving around that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like resonate with like First John four twelve. Like no one's ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete in us. Yeah. Mm. And once again, we're talking about dating today. What's that search for? It's for that love that mm-hmm. will like once again be sanctified by the Lord, and like that relationship will be the bond of love that will carry you through the remainder of your lifetime here on this earth. And that is a blessing from God. Wow. Um, and once again, knowing that we're talking as two married people and one single person, like we all understand the concept of love because we have it in our families, we have it in our friendships, but now we're going to talk about the relational love between um, mm-hmm. you know, now like, you know, married people, but also like getting there through the process of dating. Yes. And I love that you said like, just that you feel like your purpose is to take the love that you've been given from God. Yeah. Like he first loved us so now we can love others mm-hmm. and now you want to give it to other people. And I think that's so cool because I think it's like um, a significant other doesn't complete you. You're already complete right. in your love from Jesus. And then it's like, who can I just like pair up with now to like just keep giving out that love that I'm receiving from God? Absolutely. So I love that. Um, Kelsey, what have you as a single person or someone who's currently dating, mm-hmm. what have you learned? What have, what are you learning? And what would you love to share with other people about dating? Yeah. So I know we've talked about this before uh, in our like spiritual walks, Catherine, mm-hmm. and um, I've been single for a number of years now and trying the dating world, trying the dating scene. And yeah, it's definitely changed since, um, you know, when I was in college, mm-hmm. things are definitely more online focused, more app based, mm. and you're trying to find authentic connection as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to take it back to basics and I actually spent a lot of time, especially this year, reading as much as I possibly could about Christian based dating. Okay. And a book that really resonated with me that I've taken so many learning lessons and would love to share a little bit more about is a book called Is This the One by Stephen Arterburn. And Stephen Arterburn actually is a teaching pastor at the church I used to go to in Indiana. So I have a connection there thinking like, oh, you know what? I want to read more about his books. Yeah. So I've actually met him before and like seen him speak um, at church, obviously, back when I used to live in Indiana. Um, But the concept of the book or the the subtitle is it's insightful dates for finding the love of your life. And one thing that I love about this book is that Um, he really emphasizes, you know, that strong marriages start with strong dating relationships, building Mm. that foundation when you're dating and setting up those expectations kind of eliminates that. Oh, now we're married. Flip the switch. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Because that's not authentic. You want to be authentic from the get go. You want to be yourself. And like you were saying, Catherine, like you want to be, you know, your, your, your single self. Mm -hmm and happy and complete mm-hmm. with yourself, yeah. but find that counterpart that completes you and elevates you to yeah. be better. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I That's love that. cool. Yeah. So what are some of the things that the book shares or that you thought were helpful? Yeah. So one thing, especially in the beginning of the book, when they're setting everything up, dating is not a means to the end goal of marriage. Yeah. Right. Everyone sees marriage as the finish line. And as two married people, you can probably attest, it's not the finish line. It's yeah. the start of <laughs> yeah. more work. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not a race to the altar. Dating should be fun and should mm-hmm. be an exchange of ideas and values and should be time that you're getting to know the person and digging deeper mm. and that shouldn't end at the altar. Yeah. That should continue in your marriage. So I hope people who are listening to this podcast that are currently married might even get some tips out of yeah. the date ideas I'm about to share. Yeah. That they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you know, I've been married for 15 years and we've never done this. Yeah. That would be insightful. Um, dating is the activities that you do to enjoy time with the one that you love. Mm. Love that. Quality time. Quality love time. It. I'm And once again, I'm huge on the five love languages yeah. by Gary Chapman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've definitely read that book. I always like to ask um, my friends, ask my family, ask people I'm dating, what are your love languages? What's the best way yeah. to communicate mm-hmm. love to you? Exactly. Yeah. And it goes beyond that too. I mean, there's love languages for your children, love languages for your coworkers. Because yep. once again, that... Wait, is that a book? Love language for your coworkers? There is one, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Exactly. Exactly. Because it extends right. beyond your direct relationship with another person. Right. I have heard um, that date stands for divine appointment to encourage. Yep. And we and shared that on our first one. Yeah. We did. But this reminds me of what you're saying because it's like 
you can take that and whether you're single dating, you can say, okay, I'm going on this appointment to encourage this person and whatever. And then you can also take it into marriage too of like, oh, I'm going to date my spouse and encourage them in this moment. And I think that works in like friendships too. Like if you're grabbing coffee with a friend, like it's still a divine appointment to encourage. Right. It's true because when you're going out with somebody, whether it's, you know, two girlfriends meeting up for coffee, you're exchanging goals, ideas, values, life lessons, dreams, disappointments, hopes, faith Mm. with another person. Yeah. Like you're digging deep and you're doing life with that person. Whoa, I just thought of the scripture that's like uh, the things that are unseen and everything you just said is unseen, but it's like seen. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) This is one of those moments where I'm like, whoa. (laughs) But like, those are all not seen things, but they like come to life in relationship. You know, they're, they're, they're experienced together, even though you can't see them. Yes. Whoa. Love that verse. Yeah. So once again, through the whole like process of dating, one of the big things that I want to make sure that I always keep close to my heart is believing the truth that I do believe that God has somebody out there for me Mm -hmm. that will be that counterpart that will make me want to be a better me and that they'll, you know, become a really great life partner. So believing and never losing faith in that too is definitely part of the journey. Yeah. Because it definitely can be discouraging to go out, once again, have that exchange with another person and then realize that's not for me and then have to start the process all over again. Yeah. Um, So to not get discouraged, really staying focused on those promises of God, Mm -hmm. that there will be someone out there um, that will be that counterpart. So part of marrying well is dating wisely. Mm. And one of the things that this book has really taught me is some really great dating tools. Um, And honestly, it sounds kind of like a checklist because there are agenda dates, things that um, you should be doing together with this other person Mm -hmm. to get to know each other really well. They're, you know, specific so that you can gain insight and open your, uh, open your eyes to yourself and to the person that you're dating, Mm -hmm. bringing your authentic self to the date, uh, put yourself out there and like get outside of your comfort zone because you know what, going to dinner in a movie, that's really great, fun and exciting, but there's ways to go deeper Mm -hmm. and honestly put yourself in situations that you wouldn't be in every single day, but you will probably face in marriage. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Say more about and, that. And That's I, crazy. I know what you, I kind of know what you're about to yeah. share. And I just want to say that these things are really helpful because sometimes in the day to day, you don't have time or you don't have the energy or even the creative, the creative mind to think of some of these things. And yeah. so these ideas I think are so helpful to have in your back pocket when you're dating to be able to pull out and be like, okay, let's tackle this today. Yep. So, so there are 10 agenda dates that Steve Ar- uh, Art goes through in his book. Uh, one of them is called the Bon Appetit date. So French, this is, love it. <laughs> exactly. But it's it's as simple as cooking together. Oh. And once again, sometimes, depending on what your like life circumstances are, if you're dating in college, maybe you don't even have a nice kitchen around because you're living in a dorm. Um, but cooking for each other or with each other or making a meal for friends, bringing them over, doing something together where you could realize, like, all right, who's the main chef and who's the sous chef? Um, is she more of a baker or more of a um, cook? Is he more of a extreme recipe follower? And the minute that you want to add an extra ingredient, um, it's going to be like, no, you're ruining the recipe. Right. It has to be exactly Control. how it says in the book. Yeah, You're going to learn more about each other. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And every single date that he goes through, I, I don't have all the questions that he wants you to ask, but if you do read the book, it does give you those insightful questions to make sure you're going like while through you're doing it. while you're going through or after. Yeah. yeah. Um, so once again, making sure that when you're going through these agenda dates, you're going in with an open mind and open heart and a, honestly, even beginning them or ending them with prayer so that you're going to the Lord saying, this is the intention of what this date is supposed to be for us. Mm-hmm. With the Bon Appetit date, it even makes me think, you could ask questions like, so, like, what were, what were dinners like in your household growing up? Did exactly. you sit down as a family? Did your mom cook? Did your dad cook? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was important to you? And so you can just get a better idea because it sets those expectations. Is the guy going to expect the woman to cook a meal yeah. all the time every night yeah. or is yeah. he not going to expect Did you grow that, up you know? in a household where 6 p.m. is dinner and dad walks mm-hmm. in the door and dinner is ready on the table or yeah. did you grow up in a household where there's five kids and then, you know mom's <laughs> doing mom's doing a whole bunch of activities because brothers at football and sisters mm-hmm. at soccer and Whoa. other sisters at dance therefore everybody's on their own and it was pizza more often than not yeah yeah 
I will Whoa. I will share this real quick. So um, I know we have a lot together, so I won't do this for everyone. But like my husband and I, like he loves food and food is so important to him and meals are so important to him. And to me, I could care less. I'm like, I'll grab a snack on the go. Like I just want to be with people. I don't care about the food. So it is, it was mm-hmm. like, I mean, and it still is a big topic for us of like, okay, how do we both meet each other in these different needs that we have? And, you know, so I think that's good. Yeah. So the next one uh, is a get dressed update because there always will be instances in life where maybe you're Mm -hmm. going to a wedding or there's a fancy dinner that you're invited to for work or who knows all the situations. But if you're with somebody that maybe like jeans and a T-shirt is dressed up to them. Right. um, You need to have experiences where it's, you know, a night to get dressed up and go out. Um, That was a that was a fun one. Um, they have a let's get physical, but not physical date because <laughs> good clarification because it's physical. It's um, going and working out physical education, basically Sweet. So rock climbing, rock climbing, um, yeah. mountain biking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once again, don't take it to you don't have to take it to the extreme extreme. Right. If you're people that don't go to the gym regularly, go for a walk, go for a, go for a walk. If you're people that do go to the gym, you know, start training together for a 5k. One of the things that this part of the book that really resonated with me was, you know, um, how will he react if um, she's faster than he is that they go for a run? Yeah. How will she react if he's outpacing her and he won't slow himself down to run with her? Does she want to be a partner? Yeah. Um, We, you know, like once again, uh, CrossFit gyms are now like coming up all across the country. Like, is that a place where you're comfortable? Or is your significant other comfortable in a CrossFit gym? But you're like, I would never step foot in a CrossFit Mm -hmm. gym ever. You know, where is that line? And how do you guys plan on you know, restoring your bodies and giving yourselves energy through exercise throughout the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have a quick question here. So what does he say? Like, let's say you go on this physical date Mm -hmm. and you find that you're, I don't want to use the word disappointed, but maybe you're, you find you have different ideas of what, what that looks like. Well, you're also supposed to set up expectations for, you know, I like to, for me personally, when I go to the gym, I want solo time. Mm-hmm. I don't really need somebody there with me. Yeah. He's setting this up as, um, you know what, when you're going out and being physical and um, breaking a sweat, maybe not looking your cutest. Right. How is the, you know, is that still going to be uh, the person that you want to see you that way? Mm-hmm. That's honestly going back to that vulnerability piece too. Yeah. Um, because there will be times where, you know, at, after you've run, I, I have done half marathons before. Do I plan on doing that for the rest of my life? No, probably not. But you want you have your significant other to see you in some of those situations mm-hmm. where your body has, you know, overcome something and overcome a challenge and you want to feel that support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think underlying, that's probably more of the point. Okay. Or even having like specific conversations surrounding it. So like as you're on your run or something, mm-hmm. being like, hey, is this something you want to do <laughs> while you're running yeah. or consistently for the rest of your life? Or is this something you're not that into? And then right. you can better gauge where they're at. And we'll get into this because there's another um, there's another date um, that we'll talk about in a little okay. bit um, about com- competition. Oh. And um, once again, maybe it's you want to do a sport with your significant other. Maybe doing intramural, you know, yeah. sports is how you're going to connect on a physical level mm-hmm. to keep each other accountable to working out together, but then still do things solo. Yeah. So. Or, yeah, because I would imagine, like, maybe there's some people who really want to work out with their significant other and then other people who want to do it solo. So just getting on the same page with that. Yeah. And, and all of these dates are supposed to do that. Yeah. Kind of set the expectation while you're dating before you jump into marriage. Got mm-hmm. it. I have a question, and this is just a general question, but um, I'm curious after reading this, if you find it necessary to journal while dating, does that make sense? Like, oh, absolutely. Take notes and be like, this, this happened, this, this didn't happen. Yeah. So quite honestly, I have been trying to like, at least make notes of what these specific agenda dates are mm-hmm. and um, log log a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Have I done all of these so far? Absolutely not. <laughs> sure. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but they're good ideas. But they're, yeah. but they're good ideas mm-hmm. and they're good conversation starters. And I think we'll get to the next uh, section of dating ideas. They really help give you insight to the person before you even go through some of them too. Because you can mm. even ask people on a first date. Yeah. You know. Because you're already thinking you're about. Already thinking about, where do you go to the gym? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like setting it up for the next one. What do you, what do you one? like to do yeah. to work out? Yeah. Like, and once again, 
in the world that we live in now with these dating profiles, you can put your frequency. You know, I work out yeah. frequently. I work out sometimes. I'm inactive. Yeah. And set those expectations. Well, Whoa. it's also good to dig deeper and say, like, well, how active are you and what do you do? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, love that. that. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. All right. Uh, the next one's called Let's Kid Around Date. So this one is um, spending time with your significant other, the person that you're dating, and volunteering to watch children. Whoa. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) there's no order to which you have to do these dates. Uh, You could do this one a little bit later, but try and find either friends that have children, um, you know, nieces or nephews. Volunteer um, in kids' church. Volunteer Mm -hmm. at church. There's definitely children around. (laughs) You can find them. You can find And parents will be very thankful if you're willing to watch their children for free, and they Mm -hmm. can have a date night themselves. Mm -hmm. They'll be very thankful. Um, But that's an area where you want to see how the person's going to react or how you're going to partner together when children are around. Will they be able to entertain, you know, a four- and a seven-year-old for three hours or right, are is, they engaging with the children? Right, are they exactly? Present? Or does the Disney Channel just like make them absolutely crazy and they won't be able to you know yeah. handle it? Mm-hmm. Um, watching them with infants or children, like small children, toddlers, people that can't speak for themselves and they're just crying and they don't, you don't know what they need. Yeah, how do you react in those situations? Yeah. Frustration. Once again, like Catherine, and, yeah. you were saying, like how do they grow up? These spark good conversations yeah. too about roles in the relationship mm-hmm. and the kind of household and upbringing they came from. And you can draw a lot of uh, good co- good conversation around um, upbringing and expectations moving forward. Yes, and I do want to say about this one because I think this is a phenomenal <laughs> idea, especially if you both are people who want kids mm-hmm. and you talk about that. Then seeing the other person with kids instead of it just it's more um, it's not action. this idea. Yeah, it's like, like let's yeah. see the the talk and action here. But mm-hmm. I do want to say so. Let's say you do that, and let's say one of the people is like really terrible with kids but they want kids. I think it's important not to just write them off mm-hmm. just based off of that, mm. but to use it as a, a launching point for a deeper conversation surrounding it. So being like, Hey, like, you know, how do you feel like that went? Or like, were you frustrated at all? And then letting them open up to you about it and be like, yeah, that was actually a lot harder than I thought it would be. But like, I still want kids and I want to learn or yeah. like just seeing their heart because I think it's important not to like write someone off immediately just because something doesn't go the way you yeah. want it to yeah, or whatever, but like just using it as a means, an open door for a conversation to be like, okay, like how are you going to handle Let's that Let's talk now? about that. Yeah. yeah. So true. And that's the point of all these dates is to dig deeper mm-hmm. and to understand the other person's point of view. Yeah. It's so true. That's awesome. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about mm-hmm. it. So I talked about competition. So the next date topic is get your game face on. <sighs> We're so good so at this. It's very much a date about, like, find an activity that you're both either equally good at or have a game night and, like, play a game with each other until, you know, you're both, like, till one of you wins or loses. Yeah. Um, whether that be, like, once again, we talked about in the Let's Get Physical date, you could do a sport that is a one-on-one type of sport. So play tennis together. Yeah. Or go golfing. Um, you could play board games till you're blue in the face. You can go do trivia night. There's so many things that have a competitive aspect to it. Yeah. And it's kind of trying to understand, is this person a sore loser? Mm. Is this person ultra competitive and you're kind of a laissez-faire, like, oh, I don't care if we win or lose. It's all about playing the game and having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, going through that is also another good, insightful way to learn a little bit more about the person um, and learn about their competitive side. Love it. Um, Interesting point, too, that I just thought of. um, When you talk about, like, a Christian doing Christian and non-Christian things, I feel like a lot of these dates would, like, bring up... I mean, I guess that kind of sounds judgmental, but, like, you know how people are like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but then, like, you see them do a lot of things or, like, act a certain way or say certain Mm -hmm. things that are, like are you really walking with Jesus? Like I feel, and I, maybe it's the competition side that would just be like, whoa, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, I think it's interesting because I met my husband on um, Christian Mingle. Mm-hmm. And before that, like I met a bunch of dudes that I was like, I don't know about your faith. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if it's authentic. Or right. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think that's an interesting point too. Yeah. yeah. So diving actually further into the Christian uh, style dates, one of the next ones is a service date. Cool. So find an organization that both of you are really excited about or maybe an opportunity through your church or through your community and serve together Mm -hmm. and talk about what it means to serve together and how are you serving individually and do you intend to continue serving as a couple in your future marriage? Those are really good conversations and that's one I've actually never done before that I'm like, yeah, 
that would be huge. Yeah. That'd be mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, once again, another religious-based one is a faith and religion date. If you don't go to the same church, go to each other's churches. Yeah. Another fun one, too, go try a new church together oh, for the yeah. first time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a really easy, low-hanging fruit way to just invite the Lord into your dates and honestly, dive deeper into conversation. These are probably actually the most important dates because you can spend a lot of time sharing testimony back and forth with each other and talking about expectations moving forward when it comes to what do you look for in a church? Right. What do you look for in a pastor or a leadership in your church? Mm-hmm. Um, talking about um, theology a little bit and getting deeper into the word. These are really great date opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even like what was church like for you growing up? Did you always go? Did you sometimes go? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then setting up expectations for the future. That's all what we're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now, the next one is a camping date. And so yes. this one he encourages to do with like a group of friends, obviously, because you're not married yet. Um, but getting out in nature, experiencing nature together, experiencing what it would be like if you are away from technology and, you know... <laughs> you're stuck the, in this space you're, together. You're, you're stuck <laughs> in the great outdoors for a little bit, maybe without your hair dryer and without your mirror and makeup. Oh, geez. Um, but seeing what the other person, you know, enjoys mm-hmm. about the outdoors and is camping... And honestly, he even talks about it in the book. Is camping something you expect to do, you know, once every year once every other weekend during the summers? Yeah. Is it a once every like five years I'll go kind of thing? Because right. there are, once again, there's so much beauty in the world that the Lord has given us that being outside in nature is so refreshing. But for some people, that's not... They ref- don't want to do they it don't at want all. That at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. So setting and up if, those expectations. If camping is super important to you and you ask the person you're dating to go camping, they're like, no, like I'm not doing that. Then yeah. that might be a... A big a deal, deal for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. important to do that. So the next one is called the You Want Me to Do What? <laughs> oh, wow. I love these. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the You Want Me to Do What date is uh, coming to the table and each of you have to do it um, with an activity that the other person may not enjoy. Love that. So uh, for me, I personally love musicals. I really, yes. truly do. Um, it is, once again, I also love, go- I love Broadway. I love um, going to see concerts. I absolutely love it. I love music. It plays a big part in my life. I'm constantly listening to music. I just love it. Um, but that's an important, you want me to do what date right. for me right. um, is making sure the other person is willing and interested. Once again, you don't have to be fully interested. You don't have to be willing. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. And will they go with you to an activity that you don't that enjoy? That they don't want to because do. Because at the end of the day, this date that really like what I love about this date idea is they're doing an activity that you love because they love you. Yeah. Yeah. And just seeing if they can do that. Exactly. Because that's selfless and important to see in someone. Yep. And then flip it on the other side. Yeah. And it's fair because you both get to do it. It's fair because then if he's saying like, all right, now we're going to an NFL football game. And right. I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. I have a quick question. Sure. So in your opinion, and maybe he addresses this in the book or maybe not, but... Mm-hmm. Um, would you tell, is this something you would tell the person you're dating? Like, Hey, I read this book and there's like these date ideas, or is it just something you would just do more organically? So, you it, know, it could be a blend. Yeah. Um, one of the things that he talks about in the intro to the book actually is that you, if you're intending for this person to be the one, uh, going through this journey together, making that agreement, mm-hmm. it's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, once again, though, I've read this book being a single individual and then incorporated some of the concepts into dating conversation. Yeah. So once it's again. It's like tricky. <laughs> you're just like. It's sneaky. a balance because yeah. when you're going on maybe a first, second or third date, you don't want to jump in and be like, hey, here's this book. It <laughs> right, has a right. checklist. Here's we, have all, to, we have to do all these dates. Here's right. all my secrets. Because, because here's the thing. You're not treating. You shouldn't treat it like a checklist. No. This is not a agenda. Even though they're called agenda dates. There's no timeline on right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, any date is a great date. If you get invited to do something, don't limit yourself to this list. If, you know, like, once again, if you, Thanksgiving's coming around the corner and you're invited to a Friendsgiving, go. It's not mm. on the agenda dates, but do it. Yeah. Keep, Remind. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go no, ahead. it's okay. Keep focus on the fact that you're trying to get to know the other person, not having a perfect date every mm. single time you go out. Right. Sometimes I've been finding that the most interesting and dynamic dates are ones where things go wrong Mm -hmm. because then you see the person being authentic, trying to solve problems and trying to make sure that you're still taking care of and like having a good time despite bad situations. Because once again, if you're having a really great date night, but then it rains, 
are you a person that, you know, can still have fun mm-hmm. even though the rain comes and mm-hmm. your date may not be perfect anymore? Yeah. yeah. Remind us what the name of this book is. Is this... Uh, yeah, is this the one? Okay, is mm-hmm. this the one? Because I, you told us in the beginning, and then I, I could like, I can imagine someone loving everything we're saying, and then trying to rewind and be like, "Wait, what was this book?" Yeah. So I just, I just wanted <laughs> that to recap that. Yeah. Um, so we're at the final date of the agenda dates, and the last one is the meet the parents date. Ooh, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So for you guys being married, like, do you remember the meet the parents date mm-hmm. equivalent Very for clearly. your significant others, your, your husbands? Now mm-hmm. it was July fourth. Stop. You know the day. Yeah, fourth of July. Met the whole fam all at once. Actually, no, I met his parents a couple days before. Just kidding. Mm. Anyway, what does he say about this? Just, what just do it. Mean, just do it. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a do it. It's a do it. Yeah, um, that is important before you get Yeah, married. because yeah. you know what? Family, if especially if you're a very family-oriented person, these are the people that raised the person that you love. Mm. And this is an important piece to get that you know, at the, that perspective. As is well. there anything like intentionally that he says you should be looking for or thinking about during this day? So he actually shared a little bit of his own story with nice. um, something that his mom mm-hmm. said about his now wife, um, because they actually had gone on a cruise. That was part of the story. They went on a cruise, and so his future wife stayed with his mother in the same room, and she got done with the cruise, and she said to her son, "You know, everyone." should be married to a woman like your girlfriend. Oh, Whoa. that's so sweet. And I, I that that one, I was kind of like, wow, talk about a very intense meeting of the parents or, you know, spending yeah. quality yeah. time with the mother of your significant other. Yeah. Um, but to walk away knowing that you have the blessing of the other family yeah. is really important. Yeah. I love these ideas, too, because I think it's easy when you're dating to just have, like, those rose-colored glasses on and just be, like... This is great. ...overlooking things or just not taking that extra measure to think deeply about the future. And it's that deep piece that's like, you know, these date ideas are great, but don't forget to talk about it. Talk about what you liked about the date. Talk about what you disliked about the date and take it to that deeper level. I think that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I said, like, it's not on a timeline, one of the other sections of the book is he talks about 10 holiday dates. Because he does say, you really should date the person for a year. 365, one trip around the sun. You (laughs) should see them in all seasons Mm -hmm. before you make the commitment to spend the rest of your life with them. And this one really has resonated with me. And we'll start actually in the middle of the year because it's October right now. So we'll start with a Halloween date. So he goes through 10 holidays and he talks about 10 holiday dates. Yes. And really the concept for all of them, so we won't dive into like every single one, but the concept is how do you celebrate it? Mm. What? How do you plan to continue celebrating it? Right. And like basically talking about your values behind everything. So Halloween, are you a person that really wants to dress up to the nines for a Halloween costume and right. spend lots of money and go to three different costume parties? Mm-hmm. Right. Or are you a person that's like, I'll just pass out candy wearing my jeans and a sweatshirt <laughs> at my house. Yep. And yeah. like pass it out to the kids and call it good. Um, Thanksgiving dates. Once again, are you a, are you from a family that loves to watch football on Thanksgiving? Cause that's a big day. Are you a Macy's, Macy's day parade kind right. of family? Are you a family where it's like Thanksgiving's the day where we all come together from all across the country and we all go to grandma's or are you kind of the family that's, you know what? We're just thankful around our table of our little nuclear family. And then at five o'clock we go, uh, black Friday shopping Mm-hmm. Um, just going through those motions of, all right, how do you spend your holidays? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, do you, how do you spend Christmas? How do you celebrate? Um, they talked about New Year's. Once again, do, are you a family that, or a person that really wants to go out and party on New Year's? Or are you a quiet night at home, right. playing board games, watching, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Dick, uh, the Rockin' New Year's <laughs> Dick Eve. Dick Clark. Dick I Clark. Yeah. Dick Clark. Well, I, well, it's not, um, is that, do you still call it Dick Clark's With Rockin Ryan Seacrest or something yeah. like that, yeah. I know, I know. I know I, um, but yeah, that's how, that was what we did when we were kids growing yeah. up. Well, and real quick to, to say, uh, to touch on this. So, like, I think it could be really easy to fall into, like, well, this is just what's happening this year, so this is what we're going to do. We didn't get invited to a party, so we're going to stay in. But then, like, being intentional to be like, hey, I know this is what we're doing this year, but is this what you want to do? Always. Always. Or would you actually have preferred to go out? We just happen to be doing this this year. Yeah. Because if you're only going to date a year before you get engaged, you wouldn't really see if, you know what I mean? On top of it too, when when you do get married, you're merging two families into one and then finding that balance. So right, when you're, what you're doing during dating may be different than what you do when you're married. Right. Um, It's also interesting because you don't have it's good to go through these dates and go through these holidays, 
But these create really good conversations, too, when you're dating somebody. It doesn't have to be December for you to ask someone, what's your favorite Christmas tradition in your household? Um, it could be July, and you could ask them that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could find out if they, you know, love to do white elephant with their friends, you know, or do they love to do one present on Christmas Eve and then the rest of them on yeah. Christmas Day? Are they a family where they, you know, wake up at the crack of dawn and open all the presents, or are they a family where it's, you know, breakfast first and then you open presents and it's a more casual day? You can still have these conversations without being at the holiday time right, any frame. any time of the year. Mm-hmm. Any time of the year you can talk about this stuff. I yeah. love that so and much. And what I love about this too is it combines action with words. So it's like you could talk to someone about all these things, but how do you know it's just talk and not for real? Yeah. So you right. do the date to see the action piece, but then you can also or the word and then the go action back when to you go words to say, yeah. can you clarify this action or yeah, clarify That's the That's so funny. Yeah. 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 And we, we talked about it too, likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they are from a family that, you know, did things one way as their traditions growing up. But maybe they don't want to carry that forward. Yeah. And they want to create new traditions because that's part of it too. You You will do that. You can talk about creating new traditions Mm -hmm. and kind of merging those two concepts together. You have to merge them because I, I, honestly, you guys, I hate the saying actions speak louder than words. I hate, I don't agree because I think they go together. They're both important because they don't speak louder. They're equally. They are because if you, yeah, I agree. If you say something, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do it until someone sees your actions align. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes an action might happen, but then like words can clarify why that action happened. (laughs) So they're both important Mm -hmm. in dating. I I love that. Yeah. You go, Catherine. Yeah. So we've made it through half the year because we have a couple more to cover. But like Valentine's Day. Mm, That's a a big one. A holiday revolving around, you know, being in a couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you want to celebrate that one together? Do you want to have a big night out? date, special evening, or do you want to just, you know, exchange, once again, back to the five love languages with Gary Chapman. Yeah. Um, if your words of affirmation as your primary love language, maybe receiving a heartfelt card with like all of the reasons why somebody like your significant other loves you yeah. would mean more to you than a nice fancy dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes through like the St. Patrick's Day date. Mm. Um, you know, do you, are you Irish for the day and enjoy like <laughs> going out and you know partying for the day? I know here in Detroit we have a uh, the run in Corktown. Like, would that yeah. be a good way to also merge that? Let's mm-hmm. get physical date and do something mm-hmm. fun. Um, obviously, too, Easter's after that, so an Easter date. Um, are you a family that you know has small children? Therefore, like going over and going over to grandma's and having a the Easter eggs. egg hunt yeah. is mm-hmm. important. Or are you a sunrise service kind of person where you get up really, really early and you go um, go to church and that's the way you celebrate in the beginning? How do you like to celebrate Easter? Uh, Memorial Day is one of the next ones. Um, are you a family that? Are do you come from a family that like that's the weekend where we go up north and put the boat in the boat in the dock I and it's the beginning this. of summer? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or are you more of a um, hey Memorial Day kick back and relax like summer started but it's more more casual. It's mm-hmm. still chilly, so exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Fourth of July is the next holiday date. Um, do you love to go find local fireworks and watch in the park till dark? Um, are you a person that wants to be outside barbecuing? Once again, same with the lake concept. Do you go out to the lake for the day and stay on the boat? Mm -hmm. Um, How do you like to celebrate 4th of July? And then finally, the close of summer, Labor Day. Is that the, all right, take the boat out of the water? Or is Labor Day another um, time to take a pause and rest and Mm -hmm. um, kind of honestly like celebrating the Sabbath of all the hard work we've done for the whole year, taking a three-day weekend to relax? Yeah. Wow. You know what? You know why I think it's important to do all this stuff during dating? Mm-hmm. Not that I want to discredit doing it later on, even after you're married or whatever. I still think you could do all these things and they apply. But I think the reason it could be really important to do it during the first year of dating is because it really lays the foundation. Because I feel like when you're first dating that first year, like I said before, it's like rose colored glasses. Like you're like all about learning about that person. Mm -hmm. You're like, I feel like just more receptive to learning as opposed to when you've known the person for 15 years. Um, 
so it, it's a, I think it's good for laying the foundation. Like you said, like the, with the Valentine's day thing, it's like that person's never done Valentine's day with you before. So they're probably really curious. Like, what do they like? What do they not like? And if you can say, well, I love cards, like cards mean so much to me. Or I love flowers or whatever or you I love. love I love you making me food. It's yeah. an act of service. Yeah. But I feel like that person will remember it for years to come oh, if yeah. they learn it that first mm-hmm. time. Because yeah. it, it's very impressionable and it goes back to that laying that foundation Mm -hmm. but once again Catherine you're right it's growing from that foundation because you're right the first year of dating maybe it does mean a lot to have that really sentimental card and hearing those words of affirmation of why that person loves you but you're right fast forward the clock if you're married it's been 15 years and you just want a night away from the kids Mm -hmm. going out to dinner probably and having quality time might mean more to you yep so you can so it's that evolution yeah Mm -hmm. i love that um Mm -hmm. all right so now we're gonna go on to the next concept that i absolutely love from this book keep going it is 10 questions you need to ask yourself and make sure that you're answering in the affirmative or the positive Mm. before you move forward as the is this the one so you've gone through the agenda dates you've gone through the holiday dates and you're at this once again there's no timeline you could Ask yourself these questions after five weeks of dating somebody, five months of dating somebody, and heck, five years of dating somebody. You can always ask yourself these questions as kind of that barometer or like thermometer of checking the temperature. How do I feel about this other person? Mm -hmm. So good. this, This really has been so fantastic. Do you both feel loved? Do you both feel appreciated? Do you both feel liked? Do you both feel desired? Do you both feel supported? Do you both feel encouraged? Do you both feel safe? Do you both feel trusted? Do you both feel happy? Do you both feel good about yourself? Whoa. Love it. I love it so much. It makes a lot of sense. Because once again, answering in the negative doesn't mean it's not the one for you. Right. But it does, like you said, Catherine, make you aware of having conversations around maybe why you don't feel encouraged Mm -hmm. at the time and alerting the other person to, Hey, you know what? I feel really down on myself and I really could use a couple more words of encouragement and then at least letting them be aware of where you need support and encouragement in your life Mm -hmm. to help you get to the point where you can be in the affirmative when you can answer that question positively. Yeah. And you know why I love these things you've shared, Kelsey, is because it puts the tools in the back, in the tool belt. Yeah. For you. Because like sometimes when um, you feel disappointed by someone or like like you're not getting enough or they let you down or whatever, sometimes we can react and just be like, <laughs> be like, you're not doing enough or like you didn't do this or whatever. But having these tools, it makes you aware to be like, okay, maybe instead of approaching it out of reaction, I'm going to be proactive and in a kind way say, hey, this, Let's you know, talk about this it. is how I'm what feeling. Yeah, it's just, it's different. It's more proactive versus reactive, I Mm -hmm. feel like. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do have a question because they're phrased, do, is it do we both feel? Yeah. So is that something? Or like, yeah, do you both feel? Yeah. So is that a conversation you have between both of you where you ask that? Or is it more of like, I'm asking myself, do we both feel? Do I think we both feel? I'm just a little, could you clarify that for me? Yeah, it should be individually asking yourselves, do I feel? But then comparing and coming together. Or do we both, like, do you both feel? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because once again, transparency and setting that foundation, you need to be authentic with the other person and yeah. bring your true feelings to the table and be able to be vulnerable with that person and to be able to say, like, you know what? I'm not feeling encouraged or supported right now, or I don't feel good about myself. And being able to go to the other person and share that piece with them. Because mm-hmm. if, if you can't do it in dating... You're not going to do it in marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the other person. It's work is stressing me out yeah. or this part of my life is real overwhelming and I need you to help me carry it. Or yeah. I need you to know that if I'm reacting, this is why, like maybe this is why it's mm-hmm. not always, it's not always the relationship. It could be outside factors as well. Yeah, for sure. And obviously this isn't a perfect formula is what I'm gathering. Like life isn't perfect. It's not going to like mm-hmm. all align, but these are just really good like touch points that you can have to help you be more aware of what's right. going on in the in yourself in the relationship yeah. in the other person like yeah. it's real good and like so. i said these questions can be asked in marriage right too, yeah which yeah, is yeah so totally. great yeah it's i so love good. it do you have anything else i my last piece that i'll share too is one thing that he really talks about in the point of hey 
as you're going closer and closer towards that marriage commitment to each other, make sure you're spending time together, especially in premarital counseling. Heck yes. Mm -hmm. So he talks about it's really great that um, a lot of churches offer that through their pastor. If you're going to commit to um, using your church as your resource for uh, getting married and going through the church, usually it comes with going to talk to the pastor for a couple of sessions for premarital right. counseling, but he encourages his readers to take it one step further mm. and to actually go seek out a premarital counselor, somebody who specializes in marriage counseling and therefore you know, is extremely certified in talking about these topics. Mm. And mm-hmm. once again, the top he does actually go through 10, but some of the high-level ones, talking about kids, talking about faith, talking about money, talking about um, role expectations, talking about, you know, unreal wedding expectations too. Yep. Um, because once again, like we talked about, just because you say I do doesn't mean the person automatically changes into the Prince Charming that you thought yep. you were getting uh, mm-hmm. when you were dating. So there's definitely a lot of good content in there. He also then talks about after you're married, there's also 10 additional counseling dates he wants you to do after you say I do. Whoa. So that was one piece that I'm not there yet, and mm-hmm. that's not and that's hopefully going to be in the future for me, but setting that expectation with the other person that there's not a negative stigma to going to see a premarital counselor, it doesn't mean you're in trouble. It actually probably means that you're going to be very healthy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. having those conversations, because the way he sums it up is that you should have the conversations together as a pre-date before you go to your therapy date. Sure. And then have a follow-up conversation. So you're having three conversations around some of these really deep impactful topics Mm -hmm. that will be defining the way you're going to be setting yourselves up for the rest of your lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure between three conversations and thinking about it, the the stuff's going to come out, you know, even if you don't think about it the first time, you're like, oh, that brings up a good point. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that more. What do you guys think about like, because I think I might be stereotyping, but I think women like to talk more than men, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. So like, I could imagine, like, this sounds all wonderful to us, but, like, guys listening might be like, whoa, that's a lot of talking. Well, sure, (laughs) but at the same time, like, marriage in our eyes is forever, Yeah, you know? So this, I mean, I don't think a lot of guys are like, I just want to get married so someone makes me dinner. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, I want this to be the right decision. I want to think it through. Well, and as we're talking about, like, all right, it does sound like a lot of talking because you're going to talk before you go to therapy and you're going to talk at therapy and you're going to talk after you go to therapy. Once again, there's no timeline on this. You could be doing this over several months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be combined into 10 weeks of therapy. Because right. you're right, that would be intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you guys need to, once again, the, one of the things he talks about too is talking about your calendar and expectations. Um, mm-hmm. And this one actually, I think, really is a good one because it shows how you're going to use your time. Time together, time with friends, time at work, mm-hmm. time with family. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways we can be using our time that once again, you need to have those agreements that you're right. It could be a lot of talking, but if your relationship is extremely important to you, you need to give it time. Make it a priority. Make it a priority. Yep. Once again, you, you got to water it so that it can grow. Got to give it oh, light. Girl, I mean, yes. You have to do it. And I also think that it doesn't have to be a two hour long conversation. Mm-hmm. If you um, come prepared with these questions, you can knock it out in five minutes and, and you- feel... And honestly, you might yeah. find that you're on the same page already and yeah. you don't have to beat it to Check death. Mark, yeah. moving on. Yes, exactly. You might find <laughs> I'm sure already. you will find that on some of them, whereas yes. some of them will be like, let's dig deeper. Yeah, correct. And that's, I agree. And that's where you find, find that compromise of, all right, we're on the same page with this one. Let's move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have to dive, maybe you have to dive deeper into finances, mm-hmm. but you don't have to dive that deep into kids. Everybody's yeah. got to dive deep into finances. Let it's me tell you that. Word. <laughs> word. Yeah. yeah. I also think too, so I learned this recently, but anger um, is a result of extreme disappointment. Ooh. So extreme disappointment results in anger. And so if we can avoid disappointment Whoa, in sorry. our relationships, yeah. we'll probably knock out a lot of anger. And I think talking about expectations gets you to avoid disappointment. But it's so funny you said that because that's actually one of the after I say I do counseling dates. It's called oh. getting over disappointments in marriage. So like I said, when you put the ring on and say I do, that person doesn't change the fact that, you know, Maybe you thought they were going to, you know, make you dinner every night by six. Mm-hmm. And then one day they didn't. And therefore you're disappointed and that leads to anger. 
those conversations are the after I do conversations. So it's so funny you said the word disappointment because that's actually one of the post-marriage wow. therapy date conversations. Wow. See, we know. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> We're still figuring it oh, out. Oh, this I is so good. This, I mean, this is, this has been really good. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I'm glad. I hope that um, listeners out there hope this has been helpful. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Any anything else? Yeah, I just I Kelsey, I love how you emphasize this in the beginning that the world has changed in the way that it dates, and a lot mm-hmm. of it is online. And I love what this pastor did to say, okay, yeah, this is the culture, this is the climate, and here are some things you can do with it. You know, like mm-hmm. here's some really intentional steps that you can take you know, to either put yourself more authentically out there on the front end of the online dating or to be so intentional while you're dating. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, absolutely. oh, it's so good. Right. Because at the end of the day, the foundation of what dating is, that exchange of ideas and values and beliefs and hopes and dreams and goals and like our What past, makes you you. What makes you you. Yeah. That hasn't changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once again, I said this in the beginning, like bringing it back to basics, reading Is This the One? by Stephen Arterburn, was really helpful for me to remember, all right, this is what the exchange is about. Yeah. Because you're, Here's you're my setting, mission statement. You're setting up yourself for a future with another person. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You do that by asking the right questions up front, seeing the person in these environments, and then digging deeper into likes and dislikes, hopes and expectations, you know, the things that were positive, the disappointments, and then moving forward through communication. Honestly, communication is key with yeah, all of this. I was going to say like, that. I don't think we've even said that yet, but like communication is so important. And that's what this book is doing. It's bringing communication to the forefront. Ideas and topics and things to think about. Oh, So you can even analyze, are we good at communicating? Right, right, right. <laughs> Stepping even further yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> and the questions that he sets up when you get into some of these agenda dates lead the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't, he doesn't leave you without a lifeline. I've really, in, really, truly enjoyed this book. Oh, thanks for sharing, Kelsey. You're this so has been so, so good. We're so thankful that you came on today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And we all got to go to church. <laughs> yeah, we did. So, oh, I'm sorry, um, that was so loud. we will meet with y'all next Wednesday. Stay watered. See you later. <laughs>